Hello, this is another episode of Lunar Poetry Shorts. I'm Lizzie Palmer and I am joined today in my flat by the wonderful Anna Khan. Hello, Hello. Anna. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. It has. This little chat. How are you? I'm I'm good, yeah. I'm Yeah, I, f- I feel like I'm at a kind of stable, happy place of life, which is excellent. Unusual and interesting, yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Um well, as usual, we'll start with a poem. Cool. Um, so this poem is called Elvis, and it was written as part of um, the Barbican Young Poets Programme, which I've taken part in this year, um, which I figure we'll probably be talking a bit more about later. So this is Elvis. The little laughing god by her window is a luck rub away from the big time in Las Vegas. He's a few pounds more than convincing as the king, even if we were talking the king's later years. But her room is a body-positive space, and I am a big believer in gods who were born to be fat. The little laughing god by her window wants to be Elvis somewhere else. They laugh together. They sing love me tender, and they aim it at me. I'm trying. I am trying to love her tender, but it is not simple. I would also rather be somewhere else, be a big fat laughing god in a bed by myself where nobody else plays guitar or wants anything. I know gods ought to be fat, but I do not know what I should be allowed to want. Thank you. Thank you. So, Anna, why poetry? Why poetry? <laughs> <laughs> there's, sort of, there's two answers to this question, which are kind of equally true depending on who I am in, on a given day, I suppose. So the, kind of, the one that poets like is poetry because it's the most... I think in the most succinct way of saying anything, sort of, you can have a film that's two hours long or you can have a poem that's 25 lines and I think a lot of the time the poem can carry as much impact as the film mm. and I find that really satisfying, the kind of the absolute blunt power of it, um, which is one reason. And then the other reason is that I'm a little bit of a kind of an electricity junkie, I suppose. <laughs> um, so when I was a teenager, I found a lot of electricity. Um, there was a massive salsa scene in my local area and it was like really good. And you could be guaranteed if you went along, you'd have three or four absolutely magic spaces of three or four minutes in the night with, you know, absolute magic with another person. And all there is is them and you and dancing. And then um, I found this kind of similar vibe. And I used to sing a lot of music with my dad's a quite accomplished folk guitarist and like... I'd sing and he'd play guitar and everyone would be like, oh, really sweet. Um, (laughs) And in those rooms, you could be guaranteed some electricity. And then I think poetry is, poetry kind of performance spaces are the spaces where I found the most of that. Mm. So if you go to somewhere like Forget What You Heard or the Boomerang Club or, you know, many, many events, you are guaranteed sort of long periods of electricity where you're kind of hanging on the edge of your seat. And I think as a performer, it's really easy to generate that electricity in these spaces because the audiences are really up for that. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's the thing that I find magic. And I think poets are often less keen on that answer because implicit in it is that if the scene starts to die off, I'll probably go and do something else. <laughs> um, so what have been your main influences as a writer and or performer? As a writer and or performer. <laughs> I, I tend to just blurt out whatever I've been reading recently. 
um, in response to questions like that. So at the moment, that's uh, Charles Simic, Kai Miller, um, well, that's where I read recently. Eduardo C. Corral has kind of blasted up my idea of how to kind of talk about being queer kind of unapologetically but not um sensationally i suppose mm. um so i'm having to kind of sit down and rethink how i talk about ladies <laughs> as a result of uh, reading slow lightning um what else what's kind of longer term um so as a performer i think i've just the spaces that i've been in have been very um, influential and kind of the variety of people that you get within them um, I'm trying to think so you've got kind of the the Rob Orton's of the world where it's kind of you're almost at stand up and I do love a bit of stand up so actually let's add like Dylan Moran and Eddie Izzard and Simon Munnery kind of those guys yeah. as an influence on the kind of the one side and then you've got um, someone like Rachel Nokoro or Amy Leon on the other side who are just these these big emotions are just like used almost violently it's like poetry has a kind of active huge intensity as violence or, or something yeah I, I'm not entirely sure I'm making sense <laughs> I know what you mean I'm glad <laughs> it's it, quite hard okay. to put into words yeah <laughs> um and yeah I think the the vastness of what is out there means I'm struggling to pick out individual inspirations. Yeah. But I just I like being a Hoover, you know. <laughs> Take um, it all in. Yeah, definitely. Um, how just out of interest, because I don't think I know this about you. How long have you been writing for poetry? Poetry. Um, how old am I? Twenty-five. So like four years, four and a half years. Okay. Um. Yeah, I wandered past the poetry cafe one day and some interesting looking people spilled out of it. And I've got a sort of permanent one-upmanship with my dad, whereby like it's whoever discovers the the cool place <laughs> gets the most points. Um, so I've just got into the habit of if I see interesting people looking walking out of a place, I'm like, what's that? <laughs> um, and then I saw they had an open mic and I think I had one poem and I took the one poem to the open mic and it was like a funny one and I think I'd gone after some like a few fairly miserable and not that great people so I got a massive hit of audience reaction which is I mean that's how you get people addicted to things right is you give yeah. them one massive load of positive chemicals an electric shock if you will yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like being electric shocked amazing um, on that note we'll have a second poem please cool um so this is another Barbican one. Um, one of the Barbican challenges was to write a poem in a rhetorical form. So like a poem that's a letter or a poem that's like a restaurant menu or whatever. Um, and I'm a massive like snark. So I came back with a poem called Three Physicists Walk Into a Classics Department for an Open Unit. <laughs> and it goes like this. At the threshold... The Buddhist cracks the joke she will crack every session. The three of us, this ought to be a bar. The Jew smiles and the Hindu votes to sit at the back. The room is small, the class mostly girls. Jack Will's hoodies, brown boots and good hair. 
the dew trips over her shoelace. The pagan religions of the Roman Empire tutor is a honey blonde. She tells them they will all struggle to grasp the nature of Roman religion, it being so focused on practice and observance. Not like us as Westerners, she says. Not with our insistence on a personal belief, our direct relationships with God. The Hindu snorts and elbows the Jew. The Jew looks out on rows of messy buns bobbing agreement, and then to the Buddhist, on whom it is taking longer to dawn that the pagan religions of the Roman Empire tutor is not joking. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was trying not to giggle. <laughs> um, so, Anna, I feel like because you're one of my very good friends that my questions are kind of just things that I'm interested in <laughs> and want to know. <laughs> um, so I was going to ask, um, well, your poetry to me is very full of what appears to be your actual soul. <laughs> And I do believe everything you say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was wondering if this is something you've always aimed for, uh, if it just happens, or whether you're just a very convincing performer and I'm gullible. <laughs> oh, this is an interesting one. So my, um, as I think you know outside of this podcast, my mum's family are Iraqi um, and we're all quite loud and shouty. <laughs> and I think that means I've kind of grown up having to get my point across at very loud volume quite accurately what, like whatever I'm trying to say um, so I think that does lend itself to a performance poetry that's kind of in line with my personality if that makes sense Yeah. Um, but also and I'm just going to pray that nobody from my mum's family finds this um, <laughs> quite a lot of them are quite compulsive liars um, and I've definitely I have to work quite hard not to do that. So I think there there is an element of performance um, in what I do. It's sort of slightly artificial performance, but also... And actually, I suppose having sung for a very long time, I'm kind of used to... This is maybe not so much the poetry, but I'm answering the question about performance, even though that's not quite what you asked, but never mind. Um, <laughs> <coughs> I think with singing, I kind of learned to just drag some emotion from somewhere mm. and use it for the song whether it's the sort of actual relevant emotion or not. And I think I have brought that to poetry. I've, I get asked questions about rawness quite a lot and, like, how are you not afraid to be raw on stage? And I think part of that is it's not necessarily the rawness of whatever the poem is that I'm reading. It's just whatever my current anchor is. Yeah. I'm just pushing that out. And I think that comes across... It comes across that the, that the anger or the emotion is real but perhaps not that it's not specific to the poem. Mm -hmm. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so perhaps next you could tell us about what you've got going on at the moment, writing-wise, or you know your most recent projects, if you're not working on anything at the moment. Um, maybe here you could talk about the Barbican Young Poets. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it feels like all I've been doing since October um, and to be honest I've got nothing coming up because I just needed a break mm. from really intensive 
focus on poetry. So it happens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Barbican has been massive. Um, so it's like for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's run by the Barbican Centre in par- partnership with the Guildhall School of Music and Drama. I think that's the right name. Hopefully they won't shoot me if they find this and it's not. Um, and it's headed up by Jacob Samner Rose and co-tutored by Rachel Long and it's like two hours a fortnight but it's normally it's three hours because we run over and everyone like wants to stick around and do more poetry which is great but also exhausting Mm. when you've had however many months it's been from October to now of it um and you I've just I've written so much poetry it's it's ridiculous that's great yeah so like both of these and the whole portfolio of other stuff and I like I I'm normally quite a prolific writer, but I tend to discard most of what I write. I'll sort of read it through a couple of times, go, now that's not that interesting. And it's the kind of a few polished gems slip through into standard repertoire. Yeah. But I've basically properly edited everything I've written for Barbican, which is ridiculous. So I have loads of material. That's great. I'm yeah. very envious. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, I think I am only just young enough to do it for... But for under 25s, mm. so wholeheartedly recommend. And just the amount of stuff you're given to read as well. Yeah. They gave us like two massive reading packs and a whole load of further recommendations and recommendations for like books about how to write poetry as mm. well and kind of lots of poetics and lots of different writers' poetics. Yeah. That's one of my favourite things about doing a writing course is that you just get so much wider reading you mm. never would have found, probably. Um, yeah, yeah that's definitely. great. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> not sure I deserve a well done. But... <laughs> no, you do for sure. Um, maybe we could have your third and final poem. Sure. Um, so, having talked about being Iraqi, um, sorry, I'm dying of cold. So, having talked about being Iraqi, um, I figure this is an appropriate one to end on. Um, it's a poem for my mother. And it's called Like the English. Iraqi Jews say heart as khalb, like Iraqi Muslims do, but the endearment, my heart, the way you'd call a child, is gulby, like the Egyptian. Mum doesn't know why this is. Iraqi Jews rarely say thank you. They use merci if they have to, shukran only ever when talking to Muslims, and the closest they get to please is the hubbuk, which means I would love you if. Mum says, pass me the milk, the hubbuk. I say, what? You wouldn't love me if I didn't pass you the milk. She raises her hand, palm open, to hit me like you'd hit a drum if you wanted it to ring, and she does that thing she does with her chin. Her face is her father's, she's got his deep-set eyes, but her expression is her mother's. It's her mother's sister's. It's her mother's sister's daughter's. I pass her the milk. She kisses my face like Nana used to. Rapid, bordering on violent, both hands clenching my jaw. She says she feels more English than I am, even though I am the one who kisses like the English. Wonderful, thank you. Thank you. Um, so where can our listeners find out more about your work? Right, this is, you're, you're, you're looking at me with eyes that say feel guilty, yeah. um, and I do no. feel slightly guilty because I don't have a website, and like I own a Twitter, but I've probably 
forgotten the password i think at this point it's been so long i've looked at nothing to feel guilty about (laughs) yeah i'm i'm sorry for being inaccessible and i get told off about it every now and again by poets um you can find one of my poems in the barbican young poets anthology um which i think is called impossible things about optimism and it's full of lots of beautiful poems there's 25 poems from 25 poets and some amazing photography as well by Amar Said um, so I would definitely recommend that anthology but that's really all I've got for you the best way is just to make friends with Anna and then <laughs> get her to, to tell you her poems <laughs> and why worry. would you do it any other way? I was worried about this I got um, introduced on stage the other day um, by an MC saying that I give brilliant hugs um, and then he came off uh, like at the interval and I'd done some quite emotional stuff and he gave me a massive hug and then when he let go there was a woman standing there like, and she literally said that looked like a really good hug and then looked at me expectantly <laughs> so I worry when you're like be friends with Anna uh, well it's just because I found it such a rewarding experience well, I, mean, I, find, I find being friends with you equally rewarding but... send her a friend request first <laughs> <laughs> so you have her permission don't just come and hug her at a gig <laughs> Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> um, so finally, uh, could you give our listeners some recommendations um, for things that you've enjoyed recently? And it doesn't have to be poetry or spoken word gigs. It could be anything uh, from cinema to books you've enjoyed, anything. Okay, um, let's think. So I think I mentioned Slow Lightning by Eduardo C. Corral before. But I'll say that again slightly more slowly. <laughs> it's that's an absolutely boss collection. Um what else? Currently um bashing through the works of I think it's pronounced Zbigniew, but I'm not sure Zbigniew Herbert. I don't know. Um well yeah, that's that's good, check that out. We can Google it and write <laughs> it underneath the video. Yeah, do that. I on got the I got a massive completed works which I think might be out of print, but but it's good. Um and actually, yeah, um, The Art and Craft of Poetry by Michael Bougea, I think, is another one. I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced. If I'm murdering this, um, please don't find me and yell at me. Um, um, and then in terms of wider stuff, um, I'm listening to a lot of Rudimental. That's probably not that interesting to people. It's just that's, that's what I like. It's what you're recommending. Um, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's what I listened to this afternoon at work. Um <laughs> What else? I don't really watch films, so I'm I'm no use on that. That's all right. I think that'll probably do enough. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, before we start giggling, I'm going to round it off. Okay. Thanks very much, Anna. Thank you. Thank you for having me.